0: hello everybody welcome to take the black live the one and only show on the internet where we discuss things like uh sci-fi fantasy lasers uh dragons foot stuff movies and tv i am dan selke the editor of winnerscoming.net back from my triumphant foray into the american justice system and i'm here with daniel roman my co-editor over on wick daniel how did you get out without me last week?
1: Uh, you know, it was mayhem. It, it was mayhem, but Thank we God. we managed it. Uh, Natalie's out there in the comments. She was here holding it down, making sure I didn't embarrass us too much, but no, it, it went fun. It went fun, it went fine. This is- It's
0: already going badly. I just don't worry everybody, I'm back. Things are gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> things are fine. You don't have to worry anymore. But no, yeah, obviously, I got to thank you for covering it. That was nice. I don't take a lot of things off. So it was nice to kind of, it was it, it was weird to not do it on Wednesday. I was like, what am I going to do instead? I just kind of looked at my computer and just talked about um, his materials for 30 minutes just to do, have something to do. Cause I didn't actually end up going to jury duty. I didn't have to. They like you call beforehand and they tell you, do you have to come in or not? And they said no. And I'm
1: mm-hmm. like, well, guess I have a day off then. Fun. Hey, that's nice. After the House of the Dragon rush, you you deserve it, Dan. I'm glad you I'm glad you chilled. Yeah, I'm a little upset. I would have liked
0: to have found somebody guilty. If I I would like that power trip, but another time <laughs> it'll happen again.
1: I have faith in you that you, that you will get that opportunity more than I have faith in the justice system. Yeah,
0: and if you you know if you don't want to um wait for the justice system to find Pope guilty, you go find him guilty on your own, and you know just take what that means and do run with it. Uh, hello Nicole, hello Martha, Julie, Christian, Natalie, everybody in here. Good to see you all. And Nicole is to Judy Judy next month. Best of luck, Nicole. Hope you enjoy as much as I did. And of course, we are here to yeah. talk about all things TV movies, all the stuff I just mentioned. And uh, as usual, there's plenty going on. We are definitely in the thi- there. Just, there just never seems to be a stoppage of what's on. I. Keep waiting for like a dead zone, but I'm always watching something new, it's always around the corner. And there's some huge stuff that's been going on lately. For example, you saw the much ballyhooed, highly anticipated, wickedly talented movie, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. This is maybe the biggest Marvel release of the year, of the last couple years, perhaps. Daniel, did this Black Panther sequel live up to? All the hype. Well, what's the bigger one then, would you say, than Black Panther Wakanda Forever in the last couple of years?
1: No Way Home. That one is special because it's like 20 years of Spider-Man cinema in one movie. But I think out of all, everything aside from that, Wakanda Forever is definitely the biggest Marvel movie in in a minute, probably since Avengers Endgame. I don't think there's anyone that was bigger.
0: Since Spider-Man No Way Home. You're right. No Way Home was this big giant event, billion dollars. Um, but, th- but this yep. one's big. This is it's it's, it's such a, a strange position Is it's following up on Chadwick Bozeman's death. He died between Black Panther one and two. I feel like it kind of brought back some of that old Marvel anticipation that's sort of been lost in the past couple of years with all the shows coming out. Daniel, were you excited? And did it live up to your excitement?
1: Yeah. I mean, I was absolutely excited. I love the first Black Panther. I thought it was a wonderful, excellent movie. I've seen a lot of like criticism about it being a little too slow or not quite living up to the first one. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't jive with that at all. I thought it was great. I think the way that the focus shifted from, you know, a movie about T'Challa, which is what the first one was, which is kind of what this one was originally going to be to filling out all of these characters that were around him in different ways, um, kind of elevating Shuri to be like the new main character in a very mm-hmm. organic way. I thought it worked. I think the new villain, uh, Namor, Namor, the way that Marvel and Ryan Kugler reimagines Atlantis. Cause, so like, I, I, do you know anything about Namor from the comics? Am I just going to ramble for a minute? You know, na- okay, a, okay, first things first, is it Namor or Namor? So the character was originally, this is why I think it works so well. It's Namor.
0: Okay. It's Namor. I feel like they should have an E after the A or a little accent, but whatever. Go on. Continue. Daniel, you frozen?
1: I'm here. I'm here, man. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, yes, I can. Okay.
1: Okay. So in the comics, Namor lived in Atlantis. It was their version of just an underwater city. What Black Panther did that I think works incredibly well was they reimagined it as like a Mayan civilization, basically, or or Mesoamerican civilization. So they do say Namor in the movie. That, that was what I was going to get around to was that in terms of where the name came from, he they gave it a different meaning of he's the this person without love because of the tragedies that have happened to him. So no, Amor, no more. I think the way that they did that, I think Marvel deserves a ton of props because the attention to detail that they put in like the Mayan and Mesoamerican nods in the movie and the way they built the civilization is I haven't really seen done very much I can't think of another good example in popular media that came anywhere close to what they did with Talocon, which is the name of the underwater city. So I think they, they earned some huge points with me for how they did that. I loved it. I love the movie. <laughs> that, that's what I will say about it. Nice. Oh, no. I mean, I
0: follow up questions. Okay. Uh, not to, um, belittle everything that you just said about the civilization, um, I do agree with Julie. Namor does sound like a horse, but he's not. He's an important DC character. Seriously. Am I given to... I, I also kind of agree with Nicole that watching it at home was available to rent. Not quite hyped in the theater. Yeah, me neither. I am still feeling some Marvel, I don't know, burnout. Just, I don't feel like I really need to get there. Am I to take that Um, Namor was your favorite part? Because that's, that's the thing that you've talked about the most. What about... um? Rest of the characters from the first one, or is Namor the is Namor the reason to go see this
1: picture? No, all of the characters are great. I just I have a huge soft spot for like ancient Mayan myth and culture, okay. so that cool. particularly called to me. But I think all of the characters were really good, especially Angela Bassett as Queen Ramonda. She yeah. she was like the Oscar performance of the oh, movie. Nice. She was excellent. There are a couple of little incongruous bits where it feels a little bit like the movie had to do some heavy lifting for the MCU in terms of introducing new superheroes. We met Riri Williams, who's Ironheart. I thought she was really great. Uh, Dominique Thorne plays her. I expected that to feel more tacked on than it was. And it was a pretty cool part of the movie. It's fascinating. One thing, like criticism that I've seen a lot is, is that no one has like the charisma of like Chadwick Boseman. Like there's
0: no, it is a hard hole to fill. Yeah,
1: it is. It, but it almost, I feel like it almost works better with the ideas of the movie. Cause like Shuri is really, she was built kind of as a supporting character in the way she was right. introduced, the way her character was handled and to yeah, see totally. her just kind of organically have to move into the, the, mantle of a a lead character it just worked better for me than i kind of expected it to so that's cool i would say you know nicole out there saying i'll wait until it's at home is it worth going to the theaters i don't know nicole did you go see thor love and thunder and if you did and you're not going to go see this movie how do you sleep at night um
0: (laughs) daniel roman just brutally coming for our commenters unprompted
1: attacks more (laughs) at 11. yeah that's right no, I'm just saying it. it's better than the average Marvel movie, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It feels more like a legit movie than Marvel movies usually do. Does that make sense?
0: It does. I mean, because there are Marvel movies and there are Marvel movies. There are Marvel movies that do feel kind of frivolous, like we, well, it, it's time for a new one, so make a new one. And there are ones where the directors seem to be digging deep and trying to find something to say. And i've gotten the impression and again i haven't seen it so i can't speak too uh, thoroughly on it the director ryan coogler is trying to have something to say i hope he said it well and i mean yeah. the first black panther was, was such a moment like it was huge it became like a popular phenomenon it was quoted it was people saying wakanda forever it was talked about it's the only marvel movie to get nominated for a best picture oscar it was a big deal So I expect them to try and reach for that brass ring for this second one. And it sounds like they uh, gave it the good old college try. It was successful, more or less for you. And I mean, God, I I don't envy
1: them. Tepic Boseman's passing. So I think you made an interesting point about how this was like the Marvel movie that got nominated for Oscars, stuff like that. I do think if any other one is going to, it's going to be this one because You know, usually with Marvel movies, like the way they do villains, it's like, you know, the villain has some personal stake in stopping the hero or this or that. The way that the villains worked in Wakanda Forever, um, kind of like the first Black Panther, was just much more thoughtful. It had to do with colonialism and these basically two empires trying to avoid being put in the public spotlight. So it's it, it was fascinating to me that it was just a much, much smarter take, like not even really a villain, but just clashing forces that you wish didn't have to fight, but are fighting basically because they don't want the world at large to try to steal their resources.
0: Yeah, I mean, Killmonger, definitely one of the better Marvel villains, just because of he actually had motivation. He actually brought up themes. That movie had themes is what it had. I don't I was trying to have themes, except like love is nice and family is good. That's some like complicated stuff going on. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, Anything else you want to say, Daniel, or anybody out there about Black Panther Wakanda or whatever, a.k.a. Black Panther 2, a.k.a. the latest Marvel blockbuster
1: to hit the world? Um, The only other things I'll say is, one, if you're going to bring it, if you're going to go see it, bring some tissues. It's definitely a tear fest. I was tearing up right as the movie started and then more by the end. So Go in, aware that you will be emotionally devastated, possibly. The other thing that I just wanted to hit on a little bit. So this is the end of Marvel's phase four.
0: It's not phase five?
1: No, this is... So they kind of announced, uh, I think it was over the summer at Comic-Con, that phase four would end with Wakanda forever. Okay. And... When I heard that, I thought it was like a stopgap measure. They need to end phase four somewhere because they were way too mm-hmm. ambitious originally because originally fantastic Four, all the movies in phase five were part of phase four and they kind of reshuffled plans and we're like, Wakanda forever is going to be our next really good one. So that'll be the end. Um, and that is what it feels like. So I just, in terms of like, don't, expect this to feel like an Avengers movie in the way the phases end. Like, that doesn't really mean anything anymore the way it used to.
0: I never thought it meant anything to begin with, but I'm glad that it now double doesn't mean anything. Is the movie okay for Christian to bring his kid to?
1: Did you bring your kid to go see the first one? I mean, I guess your kid would have been younger then. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, as much as any Marvel movie is, Um, You know, there's uh, violence and fighting and superheroes beating each other's brains out. But like, it's not. That's true. exceptionally gory. It does have a a bigger emotional weight than most Marvel movies. But I I would think so. I think it would be fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're right. Like all Marvel things, nothing's going to go too hardcore. You know, that's just not what Marvel is about. They're about keeping it uh, accessible to all people. From um the yes. young to the old, kids of all ages, kids of all ages. He he's seen Doctor Strange 2 Oh, okay. Doctor Strange two was kind of intense. Uh, okay, Daniel, is Black Panther two more or less offensive than Doctor Strange two?
1: It's less. I mean, Doctor Strange two is a horror movie. It's Marvel's yes. horror movie basically, and this is not that. It's it's like a cultural, political thriller type movie. Is kind of Which like kids the way the plot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, there will be things that will probably go over your kid's head at this more than most of the Marvel movies, but like it's not scary at all, the way something like Dr. Straight, like sure. Elizabeth Olsen, like she was a little scary. That's fair. Yeah, she's spooky. She killed people,
0: you know, in kind of fun ways. All right. Um, You know what's something you absolutely should not show your kid unless you're like a cool parent is <laughs> AMC's interview with the vampire. So this and show um why is it because vampires eat each other and have sex with each other and there's blood everywhere but um this show has been going on amc it just concluded its first season so so i thought that it would be a good time to
1: to talk about it and wrap it up have you been
0: watching it all dan have you been watching interview with the vampire on amc
1: i haven't um i want to i enjoyed the original movie i enjoy the books everyone is saying that you you should watch it um, I'll be honest, the only reason I haven't is because I'm too lazy to start another subscription to another streaming service, because that's where we are in the streaming wars. Man. I have too
0: many as it is. Oh, I just got AMC. We just like recorded it on normal TV and then watched it later. It was wild. As Nicole says, good show. I was very surprised with how much I enjoyed this show. I really was. So this is Anne Rice and the Youth of Vampire. You know, pretty famous, although... Like the, the 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 time for Anne Rice's vampire universe kind of came in like the '90s, and by the mid 2000s it was kind of trailing off. You had the Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt movie. You had I think like Aaliyah's final role only I don't know Aaliyah's role as Queen of the Damned she, she in like the early 2000s.
1: Sorry, she died while they were filming it. They had they CGI'd part of her for like the last few shots of the movie oh, because she had passed away. Mm-hmm. Great soundtrack.
0: <laughs> absolutely and i mean kind of bad but fun movie can't be yes and then we just haven't heard from the Anne rice universe in a while and i just assumed that bringing it back now in the year of our lord 2022 sounded like a cash grab sounded like like what more can you really do with it it ends up quite a lot this show seven episodes long oh just uh, see that's why you shouldn't take your kids to it unless you wanted to see that which again if you're cool you would It's the story we know. It's Louis and Lestat, these two sort of tortured, melancholy, bringing it back to like the melancholy vampire stuff in this extremely. And that is Jacob Anderson, by the way, that's Grey Worm from Game of Thrones in the lead role of Louis. I can't say his last name. It's it's like a bunch of little words all put together and they're vampires and Lestat is like this abusive lothario who is much older much wiser very violent loves to kill things loves to eat people and they kind of form a little vampire family with their uh vampire daughter claudia played by bailey bass and the short version is it really worked it was compelling watching louis kind of adjust to post Life to his undead life. He doesn't want to, vampires drink people to live, but he doesn't want to do that because he feels bad about it. So he drinks rats, and the stat is much more, yeah, let's just kill them all. They're fine. They're not going to, no one's going to miss them. That was really compelling. They added in these. At first, when I heard they were going to move the, like, the time period from like the 1700s to the 1900s, I thought that sounded like a terrible idea. They do a lot with like the culture of early 20th century New Orleans. Louis places a black man in that culture and how he's kind of like trying to succeed but he's only allowed to succeed so much and how the people in the city start to just kind of treat this weird vampire family oddly over the years as they don't age. And also it's two men living together with a young girl who they're apparently raising. They really do a lot getting into bits of the book didn't, or at least the old movie didn't have time to get into. And it didn't feel like time wasted. There's great stuff in the present with the actual, like it always cuts back to the interview in modern times. And the interviewer is great. He's an older kind of cynical guy, and he's like calling out inconsistencies. There's a whole unreliable narrator angle to it. Some things may not have happened the way we see them. There was just a lot of meat on this show and great performers, great performances A good ramp up, a great climax. I just, I just really, really liked it. And certainly it benefited from me thinking it would kind of be crap and then it not being crap.
1: I feel like that's kind of, that is going to reveal itself as one of the names of the game this year. The things that had less expectations on them are going to, some of them are really rising up to the top. And it sounds like Interview with the Vampire is one of those. Andor's another one, which we're going to talk about a little later, where the expectations were super low and it ended up being great. So you've seen the Tom Cruise movie, it sounds like. How does this compare to it? Do you feel like this is a, a truer take on Anne Rice's book? Do you feel like it's just very different? I'm curious, especially knowing how they stretched things out, or maybe just did more from the book, because obviously this is seven hours-ish. Yes. And they are telling half of the story, right? They're yeah. basically cutting it off at the midpoint. More or less, yeah. It
0: didn't okay. I, I have not read the original book. I've read a couple of Ann Rice books, but I didn't read that one. So I I can't speak to that. It doesn't feel again like the danger is, by the way, Christian's son is five. Um or, or, or child is five. Hmm. Five does seem like a little young, but I don't know. you can you answer that later, Daniel. Um five years old for yeah, so yeah. kind of forever. Eh, I don't think about it. The trick to this kind of thing is you you don't want people asking, like, why can't we just watch the movie? So you 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 don't want it too similar, but you also don't want you know folks saying like this isn't this this isn't an interview with a vampire you've changed so much it's, it's 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 needless the show strikes a great balance at no point did it feel stretched out i will definitely say that because there are some good things to tease out here like you know the first episode is just louis living his sort of melancholic sad alive life and accepting the dark gift from this weird violent horny frenchman and then we have you know, him learning how to live like this. And that's interesting. And, you know, at first he like tries to keep up with his family, but his family gets presently more creeped out by him over the years as he like camps with them during the day. And, you know, he's weirdly strong now. And so that that's interesting by itself. And then you bring in Claudia, who kind of soups things up more, and she brings in a whole new aspect to it. The one thing I didn't like about the show, the one place I thought that it stumbled a bit was um Claudia, who is like this young girl vampire who they make about partway through to like kind of be their daughter. Um, the actress Bailey Bass is good. The early, w- 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 like right when, right after she turned into a vampire and she's playing like little kid, eh, I wasn't really convinced by that. Like she's this like 20 year old girl going like, oh, wow. Can't believe all this This is so amazing. I'm, I'm not really buying this. But as the plot went on and she like grew older and more wise, then she, then the actress could her Stride. But um, that part didn't really agree with me, but see. most other than that, it, it all worked. And then the climax is that the dysfunctional family kind of gets very dysfunctional, and something has to be done about that little stat. And that's kind of the final bit. So it did not feel stretched at all. It felt like everything was was working. And it was different enough that it's worth watching, but not so different that you can't identify it. It was perfect. It was it was oh, and of course, all the modern day stuff really adds quite a lot to it. I really like the modern day sections with the interviewer, Daniel Malloy, who's played by oh, a guy that you will definitely look at and see like, oh, it's that guy. He's been in stuff, but I don't remember his name because that's just his fate. He he's He's one of those actors, you know?
1: Okay. Not Christian Slater. Eric Bogosian.
0: Yeah. You try and pronounce it. Go ahead. No more. No more.
1: Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. It, it sounds like it was a success for AMC. Are you going to watch the Mayfair witches? I actually might. So yeah, like
0: it, it's, do you know what they're calling it? They're calling it the immortal universe. So uh, that uh. does give me pause at the beginning of every episode. And now, a new episode from the Immortal Universe. And it's like, pump the brakes a little bit. That is concerning because it just hasn't worked once. Like, no, you don't try and make a cinematic universe. Marvel did it. And as far as I'm concerned, it's it, the, 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 the more folk who try and fail, the more I'm thinking... It's just a Marvel thing, people. And even that's kind of starting to, like, lose some energy as it goes on. Um, So that makes me nervous. But the show is good enough that I actually might check out The Mayfair Witches. I'll I'll check it out. You have earned my curiosity, AMC. Kudos to you. And I'll definitely watch season two of these horny gay vampires traveling over the world killing folk. It seems like a good time.
1: Yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see where they go, because they definitely did leave things out from the book. So I have read interview with a vampire and I was surprised at some of the things that had gotten left out of the book or the movie or both. Of the movie. The movie left out yeah. things from the book. Where basically Louis and Claudia are going searching for other vampires and Anne Rice explores that in a few different interesting ways and in the book they base or in the movie they just go to Paris and then meet other vampires and that's it. So, yeah, when when I first found out that they were splitting interview into two seasons I was really skeptical but it from what you've said it sounds like it was really good um so maybe that's for the best maybe that's what it needed okay let me ask you another question uh <laughs> Jacob Anderson or Brad Pitt who brooded better as Louis I,
0: honestly the best performance of all of the i mean br- lu- they they feel like different I think Jacob Anderson had the the harder job. He, his character's more full, but I mean Lestat's the one you want to watch for the scene. Like in the movie, Tom Cruise stole the show completely and Kirsten uh Dunst. Brad Pitt was like kind of the boring one. Um in this one, they're all yes. a little more balanced. So okay, I answered cool. your question by just kind of saying my own thing, not really saying it.
1: That's good. You haven't upset Brad Pitt or Jacob Anderson. So well, listen,
0: yes, everyone's great. And I agree with Leo. Um, biggest surprise. Great. Yeah. All all around. Excellent. Um, any more questions for me or shall we move on?
1: How did you feel? So one thing I am curious about since Leo just brought brought up Claudia. So they aged Claudia up. For the show, yeah, um, for TV, so I was I'm reading about because for TV, yes, basically, so they wouldn't have to deal with the restrictions on working with a younger actor that yeah. the movie had to deal having Kristen Dunst as because I don't know how old she was, but she was clearly was a little kid. She wasn't like a you know twenty-year-old playing a little kid like she was actually a little kid. Did it still work as well having Claudia as basically a teenager instead of this spooky little? Vampire child. It didn't, but it
0: worked, and I got it, and I understand why they did it. But like I said, I I, I don't think it worked quite as well, especially those first, like the first episode she introduced, and she's just, it was, I I I don't think she really gave good innocent. They almost like wrote her younger, like she's like fourteen, but that first episode she's acting like she's eight, and it was kind of like baby talk. It was sort of weird. After they got past that, it worked a lot better, but. Little kids in horror movies are creepy. You know this. Like, little girls in the hallways of hotels saying come play forever and ever is creepy. Like, little kids and children of the corn are creepy. Little baby yep. Kirsten Dunst slitting throats and eating and eating people is creepy. It's not, it's not as creepy, but it was good. And she did a good job and everybody did a good job. And just, it's TV, they have... They're making seven hours of television, not a two hour movie. And they have another season to do. I get it. They can't have like an eight year old. Like, OK, OK, stay spilled. We're going to spray you with some more fake blood. OK, there you go. Um, <laughs> there was good, there's going to need to change some things. Yeah. I get it. Yes. And Lestat yeah, is totally. very compelling. Lestat is a hot mess, Nicole. Uh, yeah, he's great.
1: He's, he's the main character. I mean, as it goes on, that's always something that's fascinated me about the Anne Rice, the vampire books. So, like, the mm-hmm. first one really treats Louis like the main character. Yeah. But then the whole rest of the series is really about listening. How much did you read
0: of, of the Vampire Chronicles, can I ask? Like, are you, like, really deep in? Like, did you read everything or just, like, a few here and there?
1: I've read the first couple. Okay. First two i think i don't think i've read queen of the damned which is the third book
0: i don't know why but i read a book called blood and gold in in turns in a borders once um and i finished it and that's my experience gotcha it's part of it anyway uh what else are you watching daniel anything else that's entertaining you now that you know house the dragon is over we're getting toward the end of the year things are still coming out what are you watching on the tv or in
1: the movies yeah, Don't um, lie. well, <laughs> there's one thing I had. Okay, I won't lie. There's one thing I watched recently that I can't talk about quite yet.
0: Oh, right, uh, yeah. early December.
1: We can touch on. That, but beyond that, beyond that, uh, I think Andor is the main. Oh, and the oh. peripheral. Those are the two, yeah. two main shows I've been watching. Um,
0: you Are you caught up on Andor? I didn't see today's yet. So there's a new one today. I haven't watched it yet. I'll watch it later. Uh, yeah. We'll talk more about it next week. What, what this show is really hauling ass all over the place. They've done an excellent, again, a big surprise for the star Wars cinematic universe. I didn't really expect to be wowed. And I understand why it hasn't yeah. been as voraciously consumed. Some other star Wars stuff. Cause it's just so slow. And you know what? I'm going to say it. It's star Wars for adults which usually is something you say kind of patronizingly, or I feel like it's applied patronizingly. This really does feel like it. Like this show has points to make about the prison industrial complex, like actual, it's done such a great job of portraying the empire as this mechanized fascist state in all these detailed ways. Like, you know how sometimes watch like Indiana Jones and the Nazis are just pure evil and just kind of there to be like pushed out of blimps or whatever. Like, In Andor, we're following (laughs) these basically space Nazi characters, and they're not likable exactly, but you can see how it's just kind of part of their lives, which is a subtle way of approaching this that I didn't think a thing in the Star Wars universe would have the subtlety to do. I'll be honest about that. And it's slow- not everything i i i kind of get why it might be hard, hard to swallow some people but i think it's 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 and or star wars for adults said not patronizingly by me is my basic review
1: yeah i mean i agree with you that is kind of a thing that you normally hear like star wars for adults you know the the asterisk to that is but you can still watch it with your kids which is like sure. usually, yeah, yeah, yeah. when you say that about Star Wars, that's what that means. It's for adults, mm-hmm. but your kids will still love it. Your kid will not like this. I mean, unless they're very smart or inclined to overthrow governments. Unless um, they're gifted. Yeah, I think Andor it definitely is a more sophisticated show than I. I had Star Wars Burnout um, before this. Mm-hmm. I was not planning to watch Andor until the word of mouth was so good, and like it it has just surpassed every expectation of mine it's i look forward to it more than you know i will i almost want to say more than anything else i'm watching but the peripheral is also very good yeah i think andor at this point has more it's a more developed world it's it's got a lot more to work in because of what you were saying about showing these different sides different people um commenting on the systems in the empire yeah i think Andy Serkis coming in in the past few episodes. He was so good. He's just masterclass anytime he's on screen. I didn't really think about it, but it's fascinating. He's one of the few characters who's appeared as two different characters in Star Wars. So, like, he was Snoke and like the cloned emperor who got killed off without being used very much. And then oh, yeah, that guy. In, in the sequel series, and now he's a prisoner. So that's like two people at the opposite ends of this <laughs> system. Yeah. I don't know. Very, very good. Definitely yeah, watch roughly, Andor if you have. It. Yeah, i looking forward to it. And as
0: Nicole says, anyone else watching the crown? Yes, Nicole, I am watching the crown. Uh, the crown is definitely my, my guilty pleasure. You know, it's this extremely lavishly produced show about the most boring people on earth, who are you know like watching House of the Dragon, which is based on medieval royalty back when they were like chopping heads every, every which way, and then you go to The Crown, which is about the modern royal family, who like I remember watching that first season being like, what is the point of you? Like the 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 the, the episodes are about like will the public react badly if we? you know drink this china not the other one like who cares it's a very mannered soap opera at times it it's a strange show it's it it's it, it's this so it, it's this so again i want to say lavishly produced very 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 well produced and very kind of staidly written like everything is very just i'm i'm looking for the words like it, it everything's just very like bbc respectful Kind of has this sheen over it, proper, genteel, nothing's really too messy. But I, I, I have enjoyed it. This season, this new one that's season five, isn't as good as last season because they brought in Margaret Thatcher, Gillian Anderson, and they brought in young Princess Diana, who's like this big important character for the British royal story. And it was just it was just a bit more poppin'. Now Gillian Anderson's gone. Um, so the political part isn't quite as good and it's just kind of like I'll be honest this season is about you know the part everybody knows which is Princess Diana Charles divorcing and then Princess Diana I haven't seen the whole season yet but it presumably dies and they're kind of dragging their feet part of me is just like let's get to the car crash already just like you know we want to see it just let's 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 do it but it, it, it's kind of dragging a bit more but it, it's 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 just very well acted and I cock my eye at the historical accuracy and the framing of kind of the characters in this as, do you want us to see them as doing a decent job? Do you want us to see their job as important at all? Because, you know, this is about people who actually exist and who are in a system that there are real questions about whether it should be here at all. So I do kind of question a little bit the value of a show that... Even if it doesn't depict these people in the best light all the time, by virtue of the fact that it depicts them so lavishly, again, with such great production values, it does seem to be on the side of the crown should be a thing, um, which is a kind of part of the sub political text. But it's also just kind of fun to watch really rich, idle people just kind of just kind of walk around and get into the scandals. So um, it's good. I like it. It's 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 like it's exquisite trash is what the crown is. It is exquisite <laughs> trash, exquisite <laughs> okay. garbage. That's what I would call the crown. So are you going to watch the rest of the season? You're I think, in it. Yes, I am. Because I want to because because I want to see Princess because I want to see Princess Diana and McNulty from the wire, who's playing Prince Charles, um, uh, disintegrate and, uh, you know, just um, go down the tube and I want to see the queen on TV like just go like oh, oh, heavens, and just react in a very British way that uh, will somehow feel more important or not feels important enough. The show, it, it's, it's an odd show. I, I'm not sure quite what to make of it, but I am watching it and I've watched a bunch of it. I skipped season three because I just didn't I didn't know what was going on. But again, I, I got to season four because of Margaret Thatcher and Lady Di and now I've stuck with it. So I'm I'm on the train now and I'm barreling towards the station
1: all right cool that's one of those shows i've always <laughs> meant to get into, but but not enough that i've ever actually really dipped my toes you know like yeah yeah I it's do. low on my list i guess is what i'm saying even though i i feel like it should be higher uh julie says the main thing she's keen on at the moment is the walking dead and that's one that i will say i'm a little sad i'm yeah. not watching i haven't seen Season eleven, I've seen up through ten, but yeah, it's ending. I think next week is the finale.
0: I think we we can't because that that's one of our lightning round questions. We can't talk about that. We can't do it because we're going to talk about it oh, in twenty seconds and a couple seconds. That,
1: the finale sometime. I don't know, but I hear it's ending. It's not though. There will be spinoffs. Don't worry. That's so many offs.
0: Hopefully, we'll have someone on Julie next week to talk about it. I want to find someone who could talk about the finale because. It is big. It's historic. This is a big show. It's been on for a long time. The final ever episode. It it means quite a bit. Kudos to The Walking Dead for lap put for, for lasting this long. Um, The Crown, yeah. man. Anything else? Anybody out there? Oh yeah, Yellowstone is back, which I still have not watched. I never watched Yellowstone. How about you, Daniel? Have you ever watched Yellowstone? Cause that's cause that's like the big show right now.
1: I mean, I guess it all depends on the channels you watch. I know it's it's the it's a huge show. A lot of people love it. Mm-hmm. It's not really my jam. I mean... I wonder why. Yeah, I don't know. I I haven't... It doesn't appeal to me. I'm sorry. Interesting. But maybe maybe never. I'm sure I will never watch Because you hate things that are popular
0: and you are against uh, the will of the people. That's right. I've been watching Andor. I'm here for the counterculture. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. Maybe we'll, we'll try. You know what, Christian? I would totally watch that Weird Al movie if it was in a theater. The fact that it's on like Roku the streaming service or whatever, I offends me because I think think that looks pretty funny. I fully would have seen that if it was in theaters by this point, I would have watched it on Netflix, whatever. But no, I'm not going to go get Roku Plus or whatever it is. I hope it comes up somewhere else because I would like because I would like to see it. I did see Tar. I talked about that already, didn't I? I forget. No, you didn't. How was it? It was good. It's like uh, what if Kate Blanchett played a conductor who got into a Harvey Weinstein esque uh, scandal? It was good. It was nice. It was it was um, effective drama. Kind of a uh, I think went off a bit off the rails in the third act, but she's great. Look out Oscars twenty twenty three because Kate Blanchett is going to be nominated for a thing for Tar Lydia Tar hashtag Sam with Lydia. Um, it's a free app. Ooh, okay. Maybe I will get it. We'll see. Uh, Go and watch that. I assume it was like a pay thing.
1: Al- okay. Movie, probably.
0: I wanted to see because it, it looked funny. It, l- it looks interesting. Like, you know, like Weird Al's all about parody and stuff. So, okay. A biopic that parodies biopics. That sounds fun, right?
1: God knows they need it. It's true. But yeah, I guess that's that's pretty much all. That's pretty much all that's been watched. I mentioned the peripheral before. Just I'll give it the mm, last it plug. That. If you want Matrix-y... Sci-fi, if you're sad that Westworld got canceled, I know there are a few of you out there, perhaps consider the peripheral because it's been pretty good. And the last episode had an action scene that, in my opinion, is a textbook example of how to do good action scenes. Edge of my seat the whole time, perfectly executed. If only
0: the peripheral people would have stuck with Westworld and not divided their attention, maybe that show wouldn't be canceled.
1: I mean, if they're capable of making a show this good, why didn't they just keep making the good show they had? They're the producers on this show. They're not the ones writing this show. I that's that's kind of one of the things that the marketing makes confusing. It's like from the creators of Westworld, the peripheral. Mm. And it's like that's kind of the case. Like they're producing the show, but it's a different person who is like the showrunner of the peripheral. Nicole asks, have you guys watched 1899? Now, will um, you guys watch? I haven't.
0: Probably not, Nicole. Just because, um, at least like on this show, it's it's kind of not quite our beat, like fantasy, sci-fi stuff. The Crown got grandfathered in slightly because it's about royal people, which is sort of like Game of Thrones, House and the Dragon. I doubt it, but you know, I guess there's a mass. If 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 there's a mass, maybe we will. Natalie watched it too. We'll think about it. I don't know. We'll try it. Let's go.
1: Yeah, um uh, talked it up a lot. So
0: maybe at some point. There's a period drama with Helen Marin's in it or who's in it? Who is in, in it? Whatever, I'll figure it out.
1: Um, should we go to
0: the final segment? Should we go to the, the News Lightning Round?
1: Yeah, I think we should before things before things get weird. Let's let's go to the lightning round. It's oh, so apparently it's sci-fi. Is there
0: time travel in that? Are there dragons? Cool. They're monsters, they fight zombies, sweet, maybe we'll check it out. All right. So uh I'm gonna ask you this one first, Daniel. Uh, put 20 seconds on the clock for the WIC News lightning round. Mm-mm, this is a long one. Patty Considine, Steve Toussaint, Matthew Needham, and Ryan Condell will join Game of Thrones stars like Isaac Hempstead Wright, Nalfi Allen at the Game of Thrones official fan convention in December in L.A. It's House of the Dragon Stars, Game of Thrones stars coming together for a big old
1: convention. Interesting. Yes, I feel tired. I feel tired from that announcement. Yes. So a bunch of House of the Dragon Stars are going to the official Game of Thrones fan convention in December in L.A., I, if you are planning on going, that makes it even more exciting. If you weren't planning on going, it probably doesn't change whether you will or not. Um, <laughs> it's nice to see the overlap, though, between the two shows at a full convention.
0: I'm trying to get them to give us press passes and free airline tickets and free hotels. We'll see if they do anything to that convention. It'll be fun. Let me know. I, right. I certainly
1: will. Well, Will they give us, will they give us tickets or will our hopes be as dead as this next thing? Uh, So Margot Robbie uh, was slated to start in a female led pirates of the Caribbean movie. It is now officially dead. We're calling time of death. Margot Robbie says it's not happening. How are broken? Are you
0: not at all? I mean, (laughs) Pouch the Caribbean to me? The first movie was good and it's literally been downhill from there ever since. Um, And now that Johnny Depp's not involved, it's not James Bond. You know, it's not like a big enough franchise. I know Disney wants it to be very badly, but I don't know more pirates. Eh, I wasn't too excited, so I'm fine with it going away. Daniel, this one's just today. Uh, Stranger Things breakout star Joseph Quinn, who played the uh, super senior rocker uh, Eddie Munson, joins Lupita Nyong'o in an upcoming Quiet Place spin-off. I think, like a Quiet Place The First Day I want to say it's called
1: Too Quiet Too Place. That's um the one. I <laughs> So that's really cool. I haven't seen the original Quiet Place movies um, with John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. I'd really like to. They look great. Um so a spin-off with Joseph Quinn and Lupita Nyong'o Sounds pretty awesome to me. And that, yeah, you're right. That news broke, like, a couple of hours ago. Um, I'd go watch it. Speaking of things that <laughs> one of us would probably watch if it happens, apparently Netflix wants Greta Gerwig uh, to direct Chronicles of Narnia movies based on the books by C.S. Lewis. Um, thoughts on this?
0: Which one of us would watch that?
1: I don't know. One of us would have to. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, Um. so Netflix... <laughs>
0: bought the rights to narnia a while back and and they did nothing and now they're apparently trying to go forward Greta gerwig little woman was great lady Bird was great um the barber is supposed to be really interesting a cool choice um does narnia still have gas in the tank i'm not sure we'll see and if you're the vampire did so hope for the best all right oh speaking of andor daniel roman the first two episodes of Star Wars Andor will be released on ABC, FX, Freeform, and Hulu. It won't just be on Disney+. Plus. Interesting
1: yeah disney is trying to make uh thanksgiving week in the u.s the week of andor uh because it's hitting all those different stations on different nights different streaming on hulu for like two weeks um i think this is to try to get more people to watch it because andor for as amazing as is drawing way less ratings than any of the other star wars shows i hope some i hope it gets some eyeballs yeah me too all right, Dan. Uh, yeah. So the nerds, the nerds at Saturday Night Live. Oh, they mm-hmm. did a House of the Dragon sketch this past weekend with Dave Chappelle. Have you seen it? And was it funny?
0: I watched the um the sketch. Yeah, it was cute. I mean, mainly what impressed me was how detailed and accurate it was. Like they got the names right. They got like the lighting right. The Dragonstone set looked good. The wigs looked about accurate. Like um. Honestly, I was, I was just sort of impressed. Like, you know, someone on the, on the, on the writing staff loves game of thrones because they get everything correct. It's about it. It was cute. Okay. Daniel, uh, Warner bros, sorry. Warner bros discovery apparently wanted to make movies based on Harry Potter and the cursed child, the famous controversial fall to Harry Potter where they're all older and it would have like started, you know, the old cast, but grown up. But J.K. Rowling and some Broadway types uh, said no.
1: Yeah, um, I had God, I hate that, the, that. I hate that the Cursed Child even exists. Um. Yeah, it, obviously, Warner Brothers wanted to make movies out of it. It's the eighth Harry Potter. Obviously. Um, it's not really. It's a play set years later, blah, blah, blah. Um, and basically Rowling and the people who wrote the, the script for the play decided that we hurt our new play let's not make movies but now they want to again so who knows all that's off you'll
0: know, see what happens that i'll to interrogate your um dislike of it sometime but that'll be later uh hit me with the final one
1: <laughs> okay um so after 11 seasons and 12 years on the air the series finale of the walking dead airs this sunday it's called rest in peace uh the walking dead i mean look I have been an
0: intermittent fan, Fairweather fan a bit. I haven't watched the recent season, but I respect the show for being around this long. Uh, it was part of that kind of around Game of Thrones wave of these big, splashy, more expensive genre shows. And I'm, I'm not sure if it really held up. It, it's, it's a bargain all the time, but uh, impressive. Good for it. Via con Dios. The Walking Dead. Hello to all the spinoffs. And Daniel, that's our show. Everybody. Thanks for watching. Uh, we're here every single Wednesday on the Winners Coming YouTube page and the Winners Coming Facebook page. Please like, follow, subscribe, ring that bell, and uh, you'll be able to see us every single week given our wonderful opinions. We're also available in podcast form wherever podcasts are available, being Google Play, iTunes, or elsewhere. That's the way the news crumbles. See you next week. Bye.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Fansighting. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between.